I'm all about the good vibes, the good vibes. We bout to have a good time, a good time. Leave my problems all behind, all behind. We living out the good life, the good life, yeah. I ain't gotta worry about a thing. Oh no. Had some obstacles I overcame. It's your boy Kenny Clutch with another episode on the Clutch Vision Podcast, episode number 23. I've got a special, special, special guest in the building today, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from New Jersey Visible Church. We have Pastor Robert Ortiz in the building that's going to be here to bless us. What's going on, brother? What's up, Ken? God bless you, brother. I'm excited, though. I can't. I cannot wait to dive in and to see what. How can we um, add value to people? But hey, man, I'm. What's up, man? I'm. I'm here with you. What's going hey, on? Man. Hey, man. We we good, man. We good. How's how's your quarantine going? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm getting fat. I don't know about you. <laughs> I've gained so much weight. That's not even funny. Mm. Um, it's it's been we've been on the real. God has been amazing, and for many people, this has been a an obstacle. But I believe for for us, and not just Christianity, for simple people that believe that from the worst, God could do the best. Yes. It has been a great season for real. Yes, amazing man. And the family, how's the family doing so far? Family's great. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I listen. Let let me really give a shout out to all the teachers. Yeah. The, the, you feel me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I give my, I tip my hat to these people because my wife is a teacher. She went to school for teaching and she's going for her master's right now hmm. in, um, in nonprofit. And we're trying to build a business as well to help people and, and, and add value in leadership as well. I have a background in finance as well. Mm-hmm. So um, um, I'm telling you, I have become uh, from a pastor to a teacher. Right. I mean, second, it hasn't been brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's been brutal. So it's been amazing, but I, I can't wait for them to go back to school on the real. Yeah. I bet you know? yeah, brother. Me too, man. Me too. I meet my, my kids. I was just, I was just speaking in the last podcast. Me and, uh, I had to go out and, and get some, some, uh, some toys and everything for my boys because the energy level that they have in here, like just yeah. jumping around all day, like they gotta they gotta store that energy somewhere. So uh-huh. I had him, him I went ahead and I got these old school. I went ahead and got some. Yeah, nerf yeah, guns. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, went old school got some nerf guns, and we, you know, right before bed, we had a little nerf gun fight. That's what's up. You know, just to get that energy out so they can. You know, get oh, the man, bed, you man. brought me memories, man. Yeah, bro. You know, I suggest every parent, you know, go out, <laughs> get yourself some nerf guns. Because here's the deal, right? And, and we're, we're diving right in. Uh, the rate of, um, you know, domestic violence and child abuse has gone up mm-hmm. ever since the quarantine has started, right? And it's like, it, it, you know, parents, we got to get... Um, you know, creative in the household. Uh, what is your um, suggestion to to parents that are in quarantine with their children? How can they restructure their home as their lives have ultimately changed? Um, you know, in an instant. All right, the infrastructure of the family uh, it starts with a foundation of love. Yes. First uh, John four eighteen says that there is no fear in love. You know, fear and love cannot coexist in the same environment. They can't. They can. They can exist um, in the same environment, but they cannot coexist. What, what does that mean? It cannot. They one or the other is going to rule over, mm-hmm. and that's why I believe um, building the family it requires love. Mm-hmm. Now. If, if neither the parents don't have or have not experienced the fullness of love, 
um, I believe that um, the body uh, of the church has the responsibility to usher men and women that have not experienced the fullness of love. So uh, you said that the domestic violence has increased within this because they are not being, or they never had the experience right. of being in the same room for such a period of time. Right. You know, right. now you have to become creative. Mm-hmm. Now you have to become um, the person that you, you were not before. And this is the problem that we want to fix the problem when we in the problem. Right. And we must assess the problem before the problem can appear. Mm-hmm. And this is where we come with the foundational part of the church that they have spiritualized everything. Mm-hmm. They, they, and they demonize everything as well. As well. They, they don't want to confront it that how do you assess what is spiritual and what is secular and what is theological, uh, theological and what's not or, or a mental issue. So, so being creative in the home, it requires, I just gave you the first verse that just popped in my mind, 1 John 4, 18, that there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives away what? Mm-hmm. Out fear. Yes. And now the conflict, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll hand it back to you, the conflict within the family is that since once you don't know anything, you become fearful. Right. Um, and once you are fearful, you panic. Right. And when you panic, you avoid prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, 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 I don't want to uh, take it so back further in, but I believe that um, it is the lack of knowledge my people perish. Mm-hmm. So information and knowledge, being exposed to that with men and women, in talking to your, to your um, listeners, that it is important for you to allocate and identify what is causing your fear. Right, right. And many people are just, you know, fearful right now because, uh, like you said, the lack of knowledge. We don't know what's what's happening out there right now. The the mass majority of us, we we have no clue on what the COVID nineteen is and what it's going to do, who it's who it's going to attack or anything, right? And um, I I preach about it all the time. You know, you have to have faith over fear, and you know, they, they always say that faith without works is dead, right? But many people, you know, may not understand that fully. They, a lot of people put works before faith. And mm-hmm. they, they, they say here in their work, 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 but there's no faith. So then when something happens, when something arises, they're, they're in fear, right? Mm-hmm. So, so to that, you say, you know, why, why does it, why is it that, um, why did God say faith over fear? Just for those who, who may not know. Uh, it's funny. Yesterday I was doing my, I do a, uh, what is called a 20 piece nugget every day, Monday to Friday mm-hmm. at noontime. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I was talking about that. And I've been, I've been in, in, a, in a weekly series about this week about fear. Because, mm-hmm. you know, coronavirus is a pandemic that is happening worldwide. And do you you understand that physically that's a virus that attacks the body? Yeah. But that virus has created a bigger virus. Yes. Fear. Mm. You know. Yes. Yes. And I. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm listening. No, I, 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 okay. And I thought you was gonna say something. Um. So, so, so I believe, that, and I was talking about this, the, the, this problem that fear, and I was talking about, um, Peter. Mm-hmm. When he was in the boat, you know this, Matthew 14, and I'm going to bring a lot of scripture. So mm-hmm. whatever I'm going to say, I'm going to back it up to the word of God. Right. I, I got to bring it back to the word of God because it is what gives us weight. Yes. And, and Jesus is walking on water. You know the story. Yes. It, 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 it has a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says something and it's dealing with a fear because if you hear me, the, the, the scripture says that they got afraid and they were so afraid that out of the fear, they begin to label what they thought they saw. Mm. <clears throat> so, so sometimes we label things from fear and we identify the wrong way. So mm. fear does makes us label because we're not sure. We're unfamiliar um, of what we're going to face. So here we go. Jesus appeared and they call him. And Matthew's look and John say differently, but Matthew says, 
they call him a ghost. Mm. When they saw, they thought he was a ghost. Right. And exactly. And many of us have many ghosts in our life. Mm -hmm. This pandemic has brought out all the ghosts of that, those you've been dealing with. Right. We begin to label them because we are not um, we unaware or unfamiliar what it is. Mm -hmm. So we have to put a label in order for us to really tackle it from that perspective. Your background, your cultural background, your financial status background, all of these things can affect you so vastly that we're not prepared um, to really tackle the issue of fear. Mm -hmm. Now, I just told you that when he walked on water, he called, he didn't call Peter out. Mm -hmm. He said, he said to them, listen, don't be afraid, it's me. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Jesus was speaking to the whole audience. As a parent, when I discipline one of my children, my, in, my intent is that the other two children, I have three, whichever I'm disciplined, they are different ages, different spectrums. Mm -hmm. I'm disciplined one of them. I want the other two to pay attention or maybe hear me. If I'm disciplining him by, by themselves, I can catch the, uh, their attention. But if, if I'm usually disciplining them in front of the other two, I try not to embarrass the one. Um, although um, um, I, I, I may fail in the process, parenting there's no rule book. Right, you, right, right. Right. You you have your well, you have five. Is it? I have four. 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 four, four. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking about faith that you're gonna have one more. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> listen, it only if God wants it. <laughs> listen, and I want to do a parenthesis. I want to say um, to to your audience, you know, what an honor and privilege to have met you. Yes. And you've been a blessing to my life, and my family, and, and I, I'm a follower, you know that, yeah. um, and, and seeing you evolve that parent that you become and your wife, Jocelyn, and, 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 and your children, um, that, that you've been an amazing inspiration. And I, I want to say kudos to you. Oh, man, um, and, and the Bible says praise and honor to which one who deserves it. You mm -hmm. deserve it. You Thanks. have taken your platform and really add value, impacted so many people that I pray that God takes you so further, so yeah. far, you know, that, you know, that you become that person that drives away fear. Yes. Amen. Yes. And, and that's what you're doing. And, and I'm, I'm glad. That's why I said, let me jump in with him because I really want him to know that, that my support to you goes unconditionally. So, so anyways, I just wanted to give you a shout out on that. Man. So Thanks. when we come face to face with fear, Jesus, and I'll wrap it up to pass it back, back, back to you. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that he all of a sudden, he's speaking to the, 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 the audience on the ship. And once he tried to comment down with fear, yeah. watch this, because they label him as a ghost. And Jesus is omnipotent, yeah. omniscient. He knows it all. He knew the fear. But the Bible, God was, Jesus trying to teach them, do you know your fears? Mm -hmm. I know your fears. Mm -hmm. But can you face your fears? Right. And he says, it's me, don't be afraid. All of a sudden, Peter responds, if it's you, send for me to come to you on the water. Jesus never said, Peter, come over. Jesus just said, come. Mm -hmm. So the invitation is for everybody Ooh. in the boat. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. So, so the problem is that we want to uh, marginalize or categorize Mm -hmm. people individually but god makes a calling for the whole crew in the ship mm -hmm. when he says come the out of 12 out of 12 so out of 11 sorry out of 11 one responded one stepped out said i'll come and peter answered mm -hmm. that's the revelation of fear mm -hmm. are you it's the way you respond to fear because fear is within all of us yes we fear is there but it's as you said faith over fear i love that when we talk about this is that we cannot negate the fear is within us yes. but we got to make access to the power of god which is understanding faith look what the bible says you probably let me see um if i can remember yeah second timothy chapter one verse seven that the bible says that god has not given us a spirit of what of fear fear but he has given us a, a, a power, love, and a sound mind. Uh, yeah. you, have a, you have a logo or, or a motto. What is it? What is it? When we change um, the mind, we change the game. That's what's up. I love yeah. that. You change the mind, change the game. God is saying that mental healthness for him is yes. so important. 
Yes. It's your spiritual life for him is number one, obviously. But we cannot have one without the other. So he says, I need your spirit, but yeah. I need your mind. Yes. And if I don't have your mind, I cannot feel your spirit. Right. And, and, and you know, when we change the mind, change the game, it, there's a few references in the Bible where um, that, I, that I took from. Uh, one that pops into mind is 2 Corinthians um, uh, chapter 2, verse number 5, where it says, put on the mindset of Christ. Yes. Right? Because many times we walk around with our own mindset. So in order yep. for us to actually change the mind, we have to put mm -hmm. on the mindset of Christ to in order to yep. do, in order to change the game that we're in, you know. So yep. that's why when we change the mind, we change the game. It's so important if we put on the mindset of Christ and we we think like Him and hear like Him and see like Him, everything begins to change. And therefore, we're not flustered or when when tragedy comes, we're not you know worried because many people. That that believe are not worried. Mm -hmm. We hear our family has been through this already because of you know uh, with our son Christian in in 2018 where we had to shut everything down. We was in quarantine and getting prepared you know years ago. So when this hit, we was we were already ready. So it's, it's funny how God can work and prepare His people. Um, for, for something. And now we're being blessed to use um, our voice to help, you know, others as well, too. You know, so let's go back a little bit. And you spoke about preparation. You spoke about foundation a little bit. And let, let's talk about your preparation, your foundation, just as a just as a man in general, you know, so give give the people a little bit of your background and, and where you where you came from and, and your upbringing um, and your journey to, um, you know, for God calling you to, to preach his word. Oh, wow. Um, let me see if I could, um, um, keep this real condensed. Mm -hmm. Um, in 2000, I'm sorry, nine, well, back in the 1900s. Look at this. I'm that old. <laughs> <In the> 19, <laughs> <laughs> 1989, I believe when Hurricane Hugo hit the island of Puerto Rico. Uh -huh. uh, um, my parents, at the time, they were, at the time, they were drug dealers. Mm. Um, they sold heavily drugs in Puerto Rico. They were actually trafficking drugs into the prisons. Wow. Uh, in, in Puerto Rico, yeah. And um, I didn't know that. I was a young, uh, young boy. Yet, I had an idea. You're not, you're not naive um, or you're not ignorant about it that all of a sudden from the from from you know from one day to another you see your dad having better cars nicer cars uh, a, a big house and you're like what a minute what this is happened all of a sudden so anyways um when it hit um we lost part of the house um my, my, my parents were incarcerated they were caught in the the transaction deals um i believe that was god himself that if you don't come to him with love, he'll bring you through chastisement. Right. Um, and, and from there, God put his hand. My father spoke from the prison cell to God and said, if you get me out of here, I'll serve you. Mm. So it's funny that God puts you in a place of discomfort and, and he'll, he'll, he'll corner you in the corner, mm. calling your attention so you can run to him. Um, well, God put his hand in it. it a miraculous testimony. That's my father's point of view. Um, um, deliver him from that. He was supposed to be sentenced 25 years. My mom, too. They were both in it. Um, each, at the time, it was only me and my brother and my sister. I'm the oldest of four. Mm -hmm. And my mom didn't know that at the time that that happened, she was pregnant with my younger sister. Mm -hmm. um, um, and um, when that happened, God moved. Um, the sentence was all the charges were taken off um, wow. because my uncle took all the charges himself. He was the mastermind. And I don't know, see, I, I, from a human point, point of stand, we, we think that, oh man, that, that was luck. You got lucked out. I believe that God was in it um, from the get-go. Right. And only God could do that. They deserve, do they deserve punishment? Yes, they do. They did. Right. And do we all deserve punishment? Yes, we do because we all, um, will find guilty before God. Right. right. Um, but love and mercy intervene and says, no, 
I'll right. change the sentencing to eternal life if only if you follow me and serve me. Mm-hmm. That's what my parents did. Um, so that year that Hurricane Hugo did, we decided to, I think 88, 89, mm-hmm. we left to, from Puerto Rico to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Florida, it was, it was, um, it, it didn't go well. Um, my father is a carpenter by trade mm-hmm. and, and, and he, um, he couldn't find good work um, for his business to start a business on, on carpentry mm-hmm. and as a contractor. And um, he decided to go to Boston mm-hmm. um, with, no fa- with no family there, just one, one friend of his to, from Florida, from Tampa, Florida to wow. Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from the hot to the cold yeah. <laughs> and extreme. And then, um, and from there, that was in, I believe in 1990, I believe. Yeah. Um, um, went to Boston, and from there we 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 lived there. I lived there at least. I still all my family is still in Boston. Mm-hmm. I lived there um, till two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Seventeen years I was there. Um, I went to school there. I went to Northeast University mm-hmm. for finance. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I got my um, I went uh, to get my um, my seminar degree too as well. That mm-hmm. um, um, I got it from Manhattan Bible Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it at, at one of the campuses up in, in, in Charleston, uh, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I pursued my, my theology degree as there as well. Wow. And, and right now, um, I became a pastor of my own church now, but I was a pastor way before that mm-hmm. uh, out of a ministry called Celestial Fire Church mm-hmm. out of uh, Camden, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We were assistant pastors there for like 40 years, five years at the most. Mm-hmm. We were youth youth pastor regionally in Boston. We oversee about fifty one churches mm-hmm. for the youth ministry up in Boston. It, it covered the whole North New England area, um, and and that's how we I, I started growing in 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 the calling of God with ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, travel the world, literally travel the world. I have a traveling ministry where I when I have been always to Cali, Seattle. Uh, all over the United States, Central America, South America, mm. um, Caribbean. Um, God had op- even opened doors in Spain, um, Africa. So I've, I've, I've been there, and, and God did so many great things. When, he, when I started pastoring or assistant pastoring this church to help them grow, mm. we did help them grow from 125 to almost 500. Wow. Um, um, helped them grow in a span of six years. Mm-hmm. I understood then that God was calling me then mm-hmm. to lead my own church mm-hmm. um, or to lead his church, as I should say, to lead his church as one of his shepherds. Um, and I was ignoring the call. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I kept, you know, it's the same thing as quarantine. Right. Many people want to spiritualize this, but quarantine is simply trying to control it. And I know the news install fears in us, and, and that's what they do the best. They, right. they are master. They work. The media controls the culture. Exactly. Right. And, and, and they, they do that so vastly that uh, the, the society is, 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 is ignorant to the fact that this is happening. Right. Um, um, so I was afraid. I didn't want to because I understood the work that it took to, to build the church and to counsel and to manage people. Not, and this is a term that I use a lot when I teach leadership to, um, to other people that I, I have a teaching coming up for leaders for a church up North Jersey. And mm-hmm. I tell them, we don't manipulate, we manage people. Wow. And many people with a platform want to manipulate, not mm-hmm. manage. Manage, And right. um, it's called stewardship. You know, right. stewardship is simply a, 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 the ability to manage what is not yours and make it grow. Right. Um, so. Um, I was afraid in, 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 in one more minute. I, I was afraid. I didn't want to do it. But then I believe what this is. Uh, this is funny for your listeners. I was washing dishes mm-hmm. in 2017. I was washing dishes at my house. Yeah, I wash dishes. <laughs> <laughs> all the um, out there, you got to wash some dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife comes around to me in the, in the, in the kitchen and she says one, one phrase. Right. It's your time. Wow. And I looked at her and I'm like, what do you mean? I'm washing dishes. So I'm just focusing on how to wash this plate. You know? right. And she comes around, she said, it's your time. And I said, time why? I said, it's time to, to start your own church. Wow. 
And when you have, I believe your wife is the same way. Yes. Uh, when, when you have somebody that loves you unconditionally and believes, truly, genuinely believes that the calling of God over your life, what's the greatest feeling you have as a man, right? Right. That your significant other, your wife, your spouse is backing you, not just to get gas you up, but really believing that you have the calling. Yes, yes, yes. It's so important. It's so important. And just to chime in on that, like, I know that there are men out there that may not feel that from their spouse, you know, but then there are women that are out there that believe in their man and their man may not go for the push that their their spouse is giving them, you know. I know personally for me, in my previous marriage, I didn't get that. I didn't get that that push uh, to to go for what it is that I was supposed to do earlier in in you know in life in becoming a, a dancer. Um, but when you know after that situation was over and then I, I got with, with with Josie, it's like it was a complete flip, and God was showing me like this is the person I was supposed to be with all along because she'll tell me no when something is wrong, right? But then she'll also tell me that this is the right move. This is what you, you should do and what, what you need to do. And they say that, you know, uh, when God was calling wisdom, he was referring to a woman. And, you know, we, he gives us wisdom, but, you know, in wisdom, you know, sometimes comes from that woman. And I just, I just hear my wife sometimes and she's just like, yo, like, this is what you need to do. And sometimes, man, we just need to hear that from our woman. And once we hear that, oh, it's go time. Like, mm. if, she, if she said it's cool, okay, we go, let, let's go. And then we want to move, you know? So, you know, what do you say to, to the, to the uh, kind of maybe pushing it a little bit into, into relationships and marriage or whatever, but what do you say to those people that may be having those difficulties um, in, in, in supporting each other, especially during this time right now, because some people have lost, um, lost work, um, families have lost work, millions of people are out of work right now, and they're in this quarantine, and now they're isolated. And I know for me, whenever I was isolated, it means that God is going to do something really, really amazing in my life. Every time I've been isolated and every time something's been taken away from me and God has stripped me naked pretty much, where I have nothing but him and all eyes on him, it, something amazing is about to happen. So, so how do you, you uh, advise those that are in, that are in right now that, ha that, may, that are up and down with their, with, uh, their calling um, while they're isolated at the moment? Um, you, you brought a, a good point. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going I'm to give you a word called the desert. Mm -hmm. Every time he got brings to the desert, it's because he wants your attention. Mm -hmm. So the desert as representation, symbolically speaking, God says, I don't want no interruptions. I want your undivided attention. So I must bring you to the desert. Look what he tells uh, Moses. So Moses can tell, tell Pharaoh, tell Pharaoh to let my people go so they could celebrate me a feast in the desert. Mm. But whoa, wait a minute. You're bringing me to the desert so we could have a party in the desert? Let's have the party in Egypt. We got everything here we need. But God says, let me quarantine you away from what is distracting you. Ooh. So can you come into the platform that I have your, you said it right now in a great word. I want your focusedness. I want your undivided attention. So God's, God brings us into a point for relationships, you brought a point that how do you deal in relationship in a, in a marriage um, in, while you're quarantined? Listen, listen, if, if you don't understand this, that all this is working in a, in a gray spectrum when it, this virus has affected, watch it, it'll infect your body, but it has affected humanity. Right. It has affected uh, marriages that because of the busy life, they want to spend time together. Come on, Pastor. Right, right, right. So what happens is that, that all of us have to be at the same place, and we must reinvent or reignite what was lost. Yes. 
Yes. And, 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 and what happens is, how do we do this? When you don't know the foundation of the root of something, you're unaware how to handle it. Mm. That's why everything you buy in the stores comes with instructions. Um, I'll say it again. Yeah, everything you yeah. buy from the store, everything. I don't care if you buy a piece of soap. Right. It'll tell you there's an instruction there or, 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 or how, how it was made and how you could use it. The soap, if you buy anything, gives you instruction because the manufacturer of that thing knows how it works the best. Right. So relationships, we got to go back to the, the instruction of the Bible, mm -hmm. how it works. Mm -hmm. Because God is about relationships in the Bible, and God himself gives us instructions how to handle and how to maneuver this relationship. For me and my spouse um, and my wife, um, and we have, we, she said to me last night, and, and women are so openly to express their feelings. We more introverted. We, we try to hold back. I mean, I know men that are really out there too. They like to express themselves. But most men, we are built to, we are wired to, to not express quickly. Right. My wife said last night to me, she said, babe, isn't it wonderful that we're spending so much time together more than before? She called me off guard. And I said, I'm smiling at her. You know, we, I'm brushing my teeth and I'm smiling. And I say, yeah, baby, it's amazing. She's like, she's like, you mean that? I said, of course I mean that. Um, and she said, but why, why, why you're not jumping on exams? I'm excited. I'm just absorbing what you just said. You know, isn't right. it wonderful that we spend more time together? And see, we don't realize that we, as men, our presence is so much needed in our wives' lives. Yes. That they feel the security and the time to spend with each other. That's how we should feel with God. Mm. To, wow. to want to want to spend time with God. Our wives love to spend time with us because they value our presence. They value the sense of security and that, that memory building. You know, you're building memory with, your, with your, your wife. We should be the same way. And this is where... I go back to you to beginning question. How do we deal with this quarantine issue? Mm -hmm. When we, we got to be able to spend God time with God. God is saying, come back to me. If you, it, the Bible says, if you approach the throne with boldness, you will mm -hmm. find grace. Yes. I'll say it again. Yes. If you approach the throne of God with boldness, boldness. you will find grace. Wow. And we lose, we have lost boldness in the body in the marriages, in our children, how mm. we raise them. Bonus mm. is not aggressive. Bonus is tactical. Mm. Bonus is is planet planning. Bonus is is taking creativity to the next level. Mm. Bonus is like what you've done with your life, man. I, yeah. I gotta praise you in your podcast because bonus is is you being able to take your situation, your circumstance and take it to the next level Absolutely. to use that and you have found grace in people's eyes saying wait a minute this is a difficult situation for somebody to handle mm -hmm. yet you turned it for the good genesis chapter 50 joseph said to his brothers you are intended evil and against me but god turned it <laughs> turned it for good yes so that's my response to that yeah. That I believe in relationships, we got to be able to, how, how do we turn it around? Mm. How do we ma maximize anything that is minimized? I'll say it again. How do we maximize mm -hmm. anything that is minimized? Right. And right. You like that? Right. Because I believe whatever is trying to minimize you, right. you got to find something to maximize right. out of there because it is there that God wants to bless you. Ooh, I hope you guys are taking notes. I hope y'all are taking notes on this. Pastor is laying some bombs right now. Now, he just said, you know, anything that is minimized, how do you maximize it? So just to add to that, it's like a seed, right? So let's take a, let's take a, a seed of, of, of a tomato or even a mustard seed. You know, God can sit there and take that, that small mustard seed and then it becomes one of the biggest plants in the garden. You know, and it's not about the the actual seed and what we see is very, very small, right? It's what you can do and how you're going to nurture that seed to, to its fullest potential to then uh, becoming something amazing. Like, think about it. Like, we're, we're, you're this tiny, tiny seed, but inside that seed is so, so much. Like, it's, 
it's minerals, it's nutrition, it's it's everything that you need um, in in the world, you know, today. So how can you, you, you know, for our listeners out there, ask yourself that question. Look at your situation. How can you take your situation and turn it upside down? Because many of us are on TikTok, we're on Netflix, we're binge watching on Hulu, we're, we're, we're binge watching so much that we're still distracted, you know, uh, from what God is, wants us to do. You know, the enemy is, is on something like, hey, yeah, that's cool. Like, God, you can, you can, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to play this game where, all right, yeah, they're in quarantine, but I got, I got Netflix, I got YouTube, I got, I got all the social media, like, I got the news. And I'm going to continue to distract them. And what happens if when God cuts that off? Then what? You know, what are you, what are you going to do then? I know for me, uh, it was 2009. Um, no, actually, I'm sorry. It was uh, 2013 where we were going through a small recession. I was losing so much work. And... I was in my apartment and there was like, I, I went through a breakup and there was nothing else left. Like, you know, my ex-girlfriend, she, she took all of her stuff out of the house and I felt robbed. I felt everything was gone. Right. And I'm, I'm laying on the floor. I had, you know, no money cause all my jobs at the time, you know, jobs were closing and um, people couldn't uh, pay the rent for the, for their buildings and stuff. So what was, it was kind of like everything that was not essential at the time in, in my area was being shut down. And God was sitting there saying, you know, I need your attention because I need you to do something for me. I need you to, to get a hold of, you know, yourself and only be with yourself and only be, you know, so I can come in and, and do work on you and change the mind right. so that you can start changing the game. I don't need no other distractions. I need everybody to get out. It's more so how Jesus went to Jairus' house. Hmm. And, and, you know, you had, the, uh, you had the professional mourners that were there, you know, and they were pretty much laughing at the fact that when Jesus said, this girl is not dead, but she is asleep. And they laughed. And then he told them to, to leave because we don't need any unbelievers in the house. Love right? that. So to, to add to that, Pastor, you know, for those that, that you, you know God is calling you, but you have these distractions, what do you say to these people that have these distractions and how, how do they remove that out of the way? The, great question. Great question. Um, I, I, I believe that you must assess. Mm. The first, the first thing that comes to my mind, and it's funny that we, 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 don't, we don't prep for this podcast right. um, um, as we should, um, right. but, 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 but you, you, we, as we were preparing before we launched in the podcast, yes. you, yes. you was going to be ready for, for the audience and the, and, and the, 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 the landscape right. itself. Um, th this is the problem is that we don't assess Mm -hmm. And I believe that in, in, to deal with this problem um, in your calling, you got to assess what's working and what's not working. And you have to, there's some people in your life that are filling a space in your life that they're taking energy from you. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some people in your life that are adding energy to your life. And mm -hmm. what kind of energy? It could be negative energy or positive energy, you know, and then, and I'm a pastor. I talk about this, you know, you know, it, the spirit, of, I speak about the spirit of God in my life that he's given us a comforter. The Bible says, we, I'm not, I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to give you a comforter, which is the Greek word of paddocle. Mm. Paddocle comes from the word of the crutches. Right. It, it crutches is an assisting, um, it helps you stand. But crutches, crutches don't come to you. You got to go to the crutches. Mm. Okay. You know, they're there. They're in the corner. In order for, for you to utilize that, you got to go to it. And once you grab it, then it becomes part of you. And as becomes part of you, you can handle them. So how do you de deal with these distractions and doubts? It's you got to assess what's really distracting you. You know, you make an assessment, you sit down. 
in a piece of paper. And for the audience, listen to this. This is a great, a great exercise and a great question. Get a, a, a piece of paper. Get a pencil right now. If you're listening right now to us right now, get a piece of paper and a pencil. Jot down what's, what are things in your life, and especially people, um, who people and things that are distracting you for um, gaining and in, 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 in exercising the calling of God over your life. Whether the calling of God, would it be a, a church ministerial calling, or would it be a secular that you could be, become an advocate of violence, an advocate of social domestic violence, an advocate of, of child abuse, an advocate that doesn't require a calling from God. It requires for you to assess what is important and what's not important. And then you begin to weed out. Okay, this is distracting me. You have to create a plan. Okay, how do I go for it? You know what the Bible says? Romans 12, 2, you know this verse. Yes. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this what? World. Mm -hmm. But be transformed by the renewing of your, of your mind. So the renewing of your mind is, is simply an assessment. How do you renew something? You have to assess it. You have to revisit. Yes. You have to go back to it. You know, um, as a pastor, I've learned, and I've and been pastoring for the past three years, building this church. You know our church suffered yes. a fire. Yes. We lost our building. And, I, and I'm, to tell you the truth, I was like, I'm done. I have mm -hmm. put my life savings into this ministry. Because many people say, oh, I want to be a pastor. No, if you're really going to accept this calling, all of, all of you goes in it. Yes. You know? I know a lot of people say, I want to be a pastor, but he says, oh, I want everything of you, even your finances. Mm -hmm. So I have put my life savings, a lot of money, which is, which I'm not going to say how much money, but we put a lot of money into this ministry. We lost, we bought this property, this church and, and, and this land. And with the assistance of the church as well, that the church partners, and all of a sudden we lose it three months later. God says, I want you to revisit why you are doing this. Wow. Go back and re revisit the reason why you say yes in the kitchen of your house. Amen. Mm. What when I use my daughter, your wife, to speak to you to ignite, and I have to I have to reevaluate, reassess, and I say, okay, this is distracting me. Sometimes in the journey, we get distracted by other things other than the calling of God, right. and it says, look, the renewal of your mind. Then on the same verses, then you will be able to test and approve mm. God's will. No, this mm. is crazy. Right. God wants you to test his will and approve it. Wow. He wants you to try it and confirm that works. Right. That's what it's saying. The only way you can test and approve his will is by renewing your mind. How do you do that? Obviously, you renew your mind, and this is your logo, bro. This is what you're talking about. Yes, change mind, change the game. Yeah. So when you change your mind, it is renewing, revisiting, reassessing, uh, reevaluating, putting down the piece of paper what was not working, what's working, and begin to watch this. Uh, create a plan, a strategy um, for you to become a better person. Mm -hmm. It is understanding. I'm not going to be afraid to reevaluate, reassess, and to revisit the things in my life that I need to change. Wow, that's amazing, bro. That is amazing. And yes, like your, your church went down, but you went back to reassess and to go back, even in my situation, when I was in that apartment and I was all alone, God was telling me to go back home. And, he, mm -hmm. and I went back home to my, to my mom's house to, to start over, to reassess. And many people don't know, but I was fighting with the fact of if I wanted to stay and fight it out, no money and be prideful and just stay there and continue to be able to not pay my bills in, in a home. And it wasn't, it wasn't working. And thank God that I, I put my pride to the side and moved because just one week later, that same house, that same condo that I was living in burned down. Wow. Yeah. I was living in that condo for four years. Four years I was living in that condo. And my my old neighbor had hit me up. He said, yo, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm good. Why? He was like, oh, man, yeah, I seen your house burn down. I'm like, I'm in my house right now. What are you talking about? He said, bro, your house is on the news. Like, right now. I turned on the news, and he had sent me some pictures. And literally... Only my apartment was the one that got hit with the fire. 
all the other apartments and condos that were in that area, you know, were safe. My my apartment was the only one that that caught on fire. And at that moment, that's when I I hit my I hit my knees hit the floor, and I thank God. And that is what truly actually changed me and changed my mind to go seek God more. Cause that was a reminder of look what I just saved you from. And many times in life, we, we don't, it, it takes, it's a shame, but it takes a drastic or a tragedy for us to actually see it, you know? So for- Let, let, let me yeah, interrupt you for a second, if you don't mind. Um, and I'm, um, the same verse says, his will is good, Hmm. Pleasing and perfect. Now, as I'm gonna use the situation, you know, Christian was diagnosed with with what was the disease? Uh, not the disease, but you we call oh, it something. Uh, he was born. He was born with trisomy twenty one. Yeah, and that's this is where. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, you we you I'm gonna use this because it's phenomenal because it is. Look what it says. Is his his will is good, pleasing, and perfect. Yes. Wait a minute. There's nothing good about his disease. Mm -hmm. There's nothing pleasing about the feeling of what he's going through, and there's nothing perfect of his life, mm -hmm. physically from the from this point of view. Mm -hmm. And that's his will. Look how God is. is it, the human mindset will never comprehend it, but God, God brings beauty out of ashes. And look what happens. He uses your imperfect unpleasing and not so good situation and he turns it into his good yes look at the verse his good his pleasing and perfect will so in your situation has become perfect good and pleasing for other people right so whatever you go through i teach this all the time whatever we go through is never for us it's for somebody else right right exactly exactly i'll i'll say it again mm -hmm. so people can hear it whatever you're going through it's never for you. It's for somebody else. Yes. Yep. Because my trial, I'm what's for me in that testing is his will. Mm. But but what it is the benefit benefactor for other people that I went through it, they could see it and they say like, okay, if he could make it, I could make it. Yes. If he climb out of the pit, I could come out of this pit too. Amen. You were sitting, you was laying down in that in that condo, crying. Do I stay here and die? broke right and, and, and miserable mm -hmm. or do i use this as a catalyst yes to be catapulted to the next level of my life and you were able to meet your beautiful wife now yes you were able to step up and and your family grew instantly and mm -hmm. on that note your platform of influence has really taken a toll yes. and god use your pain and turn it into praise. Yes. <laughs> yes. You yes. took your pain and turned it into praise. Yeah. This is like, what's the story with the, 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 the three, the story of the three lepers where they said, listen, if we go back, we die. That's, uh, that's, yeah, I love that story. If we stay here, we die. We die. So our only option. What, what do we have to lose, right? <laughs> Nothing to lose. Yeah. Move forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. We we gotta we gotta move forward, you know. Um I wanted to I wanted to ask you um one last question before we wrap it up. Okay. For the for the youth, right? There are so many youth that are that may not understand what we're actually truly in. And a lot of them um and some of them have hit me up where they are uh, confused, depressed, um, unmotivated during this time because, you know, they want to be in school. They want to be with their friends and they, they're not understanding uh, what was happening right right now. So how do you what, do you, what advice can you give to um, our youth that, you know, especially our teenagers and our, and our college, young college students, um, what advice can you give to them? as to how to assess the situation and how to take it seriously um, to what God may be calling them to do and, um, and, and, and what, they, what, how, what is their part in all of this as well? 
to become a voice and to become an audible voice mm-hmm. in your generation is is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a an eleven year old boy in my house mm-hmm. um, that is uh, he's a blessing. My son is a blessing, mm-hmm. super intelligent, smart, and and he that was the issue that last week. I says I'm I'm I wanna I wanna hang on my friends and I wanna play basketball side with them and and I and I said to him, but I'm here with you. We could do that. And I understand, you know. He said, "Nah, all my friends." And you know, um, and I understand that. My, I was trying to let him know that that you have to create a, a, a an avenue, a channel within this, the 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 problem that exists, mm-hmm. um, and not cry about it because obviously we cannot we cannot socialize now because this distancing that's created because it's trying to control the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we want to be obedient to, to the law that is established. So um, using this platform and this pain is to, to take time, I would say, um, to write down what are your biggest dreams in your life. This is the time for you to, 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 to and I said, and he said, Pastor, wait a minute. So, so what, what are you going to do with your time? That's the question. You have, you have so much time now. And that's the only thing that is more expensive than the money itself. Time has uh, no price. Right. How do you use your time wisely? My advice to the young generation that listening to us, that it is important for you to write down what it is that it is more important in your life. And, and then you say, that's boring. Okay, so we don't have to take it to write it down. We could take it to take a walk. Right. You know, but, you know, everything you can, you got to be outside. You cannot be close to people. So take a walk and begin to, to, to reexamine your life mm-hmm. and, and to understand how can I become a voice in my generation? Mm-hmm. How can I become influential and how can I use my platform to really reach my, my young people, my people within my spectrum and my, in my, my range. Right. I, 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 I'll take it back to, to my time when I was young, that I, I was trying to find myself, and I, you know, we were all there, find myself in my in my youth and trying to find myself and my identity. Um, I was lost. I didn't have pe- people, so so I didn't know back then that I needed a mentor. I didn't right. know back then that I needed somebody to to help me. I had my father. My father great. He's a great man, and I, I I'm blessed to have a father in my life that was able to be there, walk with me the whole time. Unlike your testimony that you you share with me. Is right. way different, you right. know, and obviously that that that's a different um, uh, 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 podcast session. Right. But I believe that I'm fortunate. Yet you and I had to deal with the same yes. situation. Right. You had a father. I mean, you didn't have a father there constantly. Right. But I had a father there constantly. Yet right. I was losing my identity. This is never about. Right. It's never about having somebody there that you that you could call father. Right. If, if it's that person can become influential in your life. Mm. So, so you got to find somebody in your life and find people in your circle that you know of. How can this person help me change or find my identity? Right. And then gravitate and ask the question. I want to sit down with you and I want to pick your brain. I want to ask questions about your life. I want to ask questions about this other than somebody that is relative close to you, a relative. Because sometimes they know so much, so much, so much about you that they become prejudiced towards you. Mm. Wow. So I'd rather, I'd rather have somebody that I know that know me, but don't know me. You, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. I want somebody that knows who, who's, who's Roberto Ortiz, but they don't know who I am for real, for real. Yeah. For real, for real. I want to tell you for real who I am. So then you cannot, you don't become so biased of my culture background of where I ever come from. And then you become more neutral on that. So I tell this generation, find a mentor within your reach, somebody that knows you, Yes, but like I said, don't know you personally, and then you could be openly with that person that you could trust, and you could a- explain to them. Maybe this person you need assistance, you need a coach. Mm-hmm. That's why Kenny has become a coach for many lives. Yes, he's become a, a coach, and he has ev- helping people usher for themselves and through identity. And I follow you, and many people have praised you, saying, "Man, I thank God I ha- I, that this man has opened my eyes to become yeah. better in this in this pain." Yeah, amen. Yes, for sure, man. You know, and I look at it like this, you know, uh, what you, what I got from that was 
many of us may not want to take on the role of leadership at such a young age when we are leaders you know even at a young age we are leaders i look at i look at all my children are, are leaders in their own way um yep. and with christian it's like you know he, yes he, ha he has a condition which is uh trisomy 21 he has down syndrome but he's not that he's not your typical being he's not your typical person he it, you can see in the videos like he's starting to take the leadership role as every video we do i put him in the front you know you go ahead and lead the way pop like put him in the front and, and let him go i think as parents sometimes we need to um you know allow our kids you know just give them a little bit of rope to teach them how to be a leader so that they don't they don't follow in the wrong ways nothing wrong with being a follower of your mentors or you know who god has has called you to follow in a sense to gain knowledge from but he has also called you to lead in a certain area of your life as well too so with, with christian when he when, i mean when he was diagnosed with uh with leukemia for me as a man as a father it was leadership time you know for my family so my last question to you will be this and then we'll, we'll definitely wrap it up here is how important is the leadership from the man and the wife uh in the home or that single mom or that single father how important is leadership in this time with or without quarantine how important is is, is our leadership you you need it um to the single moms single dads or, or families um I tell you, just just say it. Um, my, every time I drop my son in the school, I, tell, I say two things: make wise decisions, yes, and be a leader. And I, I'm a constant reminder. I'm a voice in his mind. I said, when you are there, he goes to a Christian private school, yet he's he's faced challenges. And I tell him, make wise decisions and be a uh, be a leader, not a follower. Um, so it is important because it is how you handle what's thrown at you. Do you cry about it? Do you whine about it? Or do you step up and say, you know what, let me confront it. Whether, whether I, whether, whatever comes out of this, I'm still gonna step up and fight against it because I'm not gonna be here with my hands crossed, accepting whatever's coming against you. So your leadership is important because it is how you really take it. It's not how much what you know, but it's how you're gonna confront it. Right. If you're really gonna step up and say, you know what, I'm not gonna let this bring me down. I'm gonna use this and use this as a platform to really teach others that it's possible. But if you don't have a coach, and I said the ultimate coach is God. God yes. becomes the ultimate coach in your life. And to all your listeners, you need the ultimate coach, which is God in your life. And if you don't have him, I invite you to have him because he will make you a better leader. Amen, amen. Pastor Robert Ortiz, thank you so much for coming on the Clutch Man. Vision Podcast. This is awesome. We're gonna have to do a part two on this because we can go we can go for days what you know Let's what do this. so we, we definitely going to bring you back on on the show um so we thank you for, for coming out where can um you know our audience find you um go ahead and shout your instagram out your website wherever they can find you your facebook um and when are you having services as well services are wednesdays and um sundays um obviously we're going virtual right now um you can find us at visible church page um, just like that, Visible Church, um, and you can find us also at Roberto Ortiz uh, at Instagram and at uh, Visible Church as well. Um, we there um, live one of the Fridays on Facebook and church services at 11 a.m. Um, if you want to join us virtually, you have to reach out to a messenger so we can give you a Zoom a meeting address um, and, and connect with us. Um, so you could have a live experience. We're not doing it live through Facebook on Sundays. We're going to we do it to Zoom because it's more personal like this, more private, and we could reach our, our church partners in that way. And also you could visit our website, visiblechurch.net, and there you could find more information on how to give to our ministry, also to find out how to reach and really rebuild our home church to the next level. I'm grateful, man, for having me here. Yes. It has been a blessing. I do want to come back. And, and, and be part of this great movement that you've created and you've taken yeah. it to that level. 
Oh man, thank you so much for coming out. Listen, everybody, please make sure you go ahead and follow Pastor Robert Ortiz. Um, if you can and if you will, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that bell. Make sure you guys go ahead and donate to the podcast to, com to continue to see this podcast grow. If this was valuable to you, if this added some value to your life, go ahead and hit that like button. Um, if you are on Anchor, if you're on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you're at, go ahead and, and subscribe, hit that like, share this with a family member, a friend, a mama, an auntie, your uncle, your, your son, your daughter, whoever, grandma, grandpa, share with everybody. <laughs> You know, yeah. to get this, you know, especially during this time. Y'all ain't got nothing else to do. So you might That's as well up. go ahead and subscribe to the Clutch Vision Podcast <laughs> and go ahead and get some good nuggets and prepare your mind for the next level when we come out of quarantine. Remember, when we change the mind, we change the game. Y'all on the next episode. We've got a really exciting episode next time. Um, we have uh, Mr. Trent Shelton coming on the show. So make sure that you guys are here. Make sure you guys subscribe and you know and you click the notification that uh, you get that knowledge as well, too. All right? So until the next time, once again, when we change the mind, we change the game. Peace.